0: Hi, I am Chris. I am a physician and an advanced weight loss coach. This is the podcast for you. If you grew up in an environment where saying no to food offerings is like rejecting your mom, your parents, your heritage. If not cleaning your plate was frowned upon, but perfect bodies were not only praised, but expected. We're faced between the tug of war between weight loss and keeping the family together. The family wins, right? If you feel you hurt someone's feelings by saying no to their food and drink sufferings, you are exhausted of dieting and have resolved to believe you are not destined to lose weight, but deep inside you still have a desire to achieve it, you are in the right place. I will teach you to free yourself from food drama and restrictive dieting so you can have fun, and enjoy your journey towards permanent weight loss while still preserving those family ties and celebrating your cultural heritage. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you? How have you been doing? First of all, I want to thank each one of you from the bottom of my heart for ranking the podcast, for leaving a review and for subscribing. Thank you so much. It just really warms my heart and means the world to me. Also, just remember that when you subscribe, review and rank the podcast, it helps others find it. When they're typing in looking for weight loss podcast, the more ranking and followers a podcast has, the higher on the algorithm and the quicker it shows up there. So again, you're not You're not only like benefiting yourself, but you're going to help others benefit from this information as well. So I'm going to extend an invitation to each one of you who are listening and who like this and have found this information useful to go ahead and subscribe and rank it, please. It would again mean the world to me. So today... I want to talk about the hormones involved in weight loss and weight gain, and also in our appetite. Last week, we spoke about what, fruit, what foods, excuse me, to include in your diet plan, what foods to include, right? And I spoke a little bit about how there's no good or bad foods. There's just foods that are more nutritious than others and foods that are going to help you achieve your goals more than others. And I also spoke briefly about how certain foods are going to make it easier on us, not only to lose weight, but just easier overall. The journey is going to be um, more relaxing and it's just going to be less difficult. Make it, I'm all about making my life easier. So it's just going to make it easier for you. So let's start talking about insulin. And let me just make a clarification. This is by no mean a super extensive review. If you're very interested in this subject and want to find out more about it and read about it in detail, I highly recommend the book, The Obesity Code. It's an amazing book, has amazing information. And I highly recommend that if you want to know more about the hormones involved in weight loss, weight gain and appetite. So, okay, let's start with insulin. Have you heard about insulin, right? Insulin is a hormone that is produced by the pancreas and insulin is released in your bloodstream after every meal. Every food that we have is gonna trigger some insulin to be secreted in the bloodstream. There are foods that are going to make more like to for insulin to be secreted in higher amounts and foods that do not cause such an increase in insulin. Okay, and this is called the insulin index. The insulin index is the amount of insulin a food triggers to be released in your bloodstream. So the more sugar a food contains or more carbohydrates the food contains, the higher is gonna be the insulin index, followed by proteins, then the least ones are gonna be your fatty foods. Insulin is called the fat storage hormone. Whenever insulin is released into the bloodstream, it's gonna either, A, it's gonna use that energy to for in the moment. Let's say you're running a marathon, you have some, you eat something, you release insulin the that energy is going to go into your muscles to keep running it's going to like help you like fuel you in that moment but if insulin when it's released if you're not doing anything it's going to tell the body to store it as fat okay so it's the main fat storage hormone in the body you either use it for energy in the moment, or if not again, it goes to storage. It tells the fat cells to store fat and it prevents the stored fat from being broken down. So I want you to think insulin, fat storage. Okay, when we overeat, particularly when we overeat sugar, refined carbohydrates, refined flours, it drives insulin resistance And it increases your insulin levels. So I want you to think about that whenever you're eating something, if it has um, a lot of sugar, if it has a lot of carbohydrates, particularly refined sugars and refined flours, I want you to think that you're going to have a lot of insulin in your blood and this insulin is going to promote fat being deposited in your body and it's going to prevent fat from being broken down. Okay? The next hormone I want to talk about is leptin. Leptin is produced by the fat cells. Leptin is the hormone that tells your brain that you are full. It reduces appetite. It is called the satiety hormone. Okay? Leptin tells the brain that there's enough fat and we don't need any more. So that it is important to know that this hormone, again, is going to prevent overeating because it's going to send the message to your brain, we're full, we have had enough, we don't need any more food. In people who are overweight or obese, they have very high levels of leptin, but this leptin doesn't work as it should. And this is called leptin resistance. So imagine they have a lot of the leptin telling them we have enough, we have enough, we have enough, but that message is not being conveyed to the brain. So it doesn't work well. So when leptin is not working well, you don't realize you have had enough energy stored. So you don't realize that you're not really hungry. So you keep overeating. And that's why I was mentioning in the previous episode when Some of my clients, they have trouble identifying if they're full or if they're hungry. That's why uh, reducing the sugar and flour intake helps because um, again, your body, when leptin is not working, your brain thinks it's starving. So you're gonna be driven to eat more and eat more. And one of the causes of leptin resistance is elevated insulin. And that ties back again, what increases insulin? Sugars and refined flours and um, foods that are high in carbohydrates. So in order to give leptin a chance of working appropriately, we need to lower a little bit that insulin and the way we lower insulin is by reducing the carbohydrate intake, okay? Also, one thing I want you to know is for me guys, Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power and not only power, but it only frees you. It sets you free. So knowing this is going to help you in your weight loss journey. Leptin levels are reduced when we lose weight. Okay, so remember, leptin is the one that tells you that you're full. So when we lose weight, the leptin levels are lowered, so you're going to be more hungry. Okay, And this is one of the reasons it's hard not only to lose weight, but to maintain the weight loss. Because, of course, you're losing weight, you lost weight, you have less fat cells. Who produces leptin? Fat cells, right? So you're not going to have that signal in your brain telling you, we're full, we're full. So you're going to be more hungry. But when you understand this, let's say you've lost a couple of pounds and you're starting to feel more hungry instead of saying, oh my God, you're, because your body literally, literally thinks it's starving. It's gonna be, we need food, we need food. And it's gonna send you signals for hunger, right? But then you're wanting to lose weight, but you are hungry. But knowing this, you, you can reassure your body and tell it, you know what, baby? I know you're hungry, but we are fine. I know you think we're starving, but we're really not. This is just part of the process of losing weight. Look at this beautiful plan that I have prepared for you, and that's the that's the importance of planning. To tell yourself the truth, tell yourself, "Look, we have planned breakfast, we have planned dinner, we have planned snacks, or whatever it is you plan." And you tell you reassure your brain, "We're gonna be okay." You think you're starving, but we are fine. We're gonna survive. Again, remember your your primal brain is focused on survival, and that's why. Sometimes you have those strong urges to eat. It's because, again, the leptin is low. Your brain thinks we're going to die. But then you're going to reassure it. No, we're fine. We're not going to die. We have food. And then the hunger is going to go away. Okay? Then the third hormone I want to talk about is ghrelin. Ghrelin is the hunger hormone. And I like to remember it by grrrr. Kind of like the the hunger pains, right? Ghrelin, hunger hormone, and it's released when your stomach is empty. So again, the stomach is empty, and it's gonna send the signal: we're hungry. Ghrelin is released, and it sends the message to your brain that you need to eat, that you're hungry. So the levels of ghrelin are the highest right before eating, right? It makes sense. You haven't eaten, the stomach is empty. So you have high ghrelin levels and it's the lowest about an hour after you have had a meal. Did you hear that? About an hour after you have had a meal. So that's why I don't know if this happens to you, but to me, particularly after dinner, I eat dinner and I'm like, I'm still hungry. I need to eat more. But then knowing this, I can know that power. Knowing this, I'm like, oh, I haven't given a chance to my brain to realize that we're actually full. Again, it takes about an hour. So I give myself half an hour to an hour. I'm like, okay, if in an hour I'm hungry, then I'll eat more. And you know what happens, guys? I usually forget about, I mean, I, I forget about it because I stop being hungry. So this is particularly important if you are a person who eats quickly, just keep this in mind and try to eat slower if you can, because it takes time for the brain to realize that you're not hungry anymore, okay? Studies have shown that after obese or overweight people eat a meal, grilling only decreases slightly. And because it doesn't decrease as it should, your brain doesn't get a strong signal that it's not hungry anymore. So it's gonna still keep getting the signal that it's hungry, and that's why you don't stop eating. And then you are kind of like in this loop of your eating, but the brain still thinks you're hungry, so you keep overeating. And then high fructose corn syrup and sugar sweetened drinks, they impair ghrelin response after meals. So this is the triple whammy of high sugary foods. It increases insulin, which is the fat storing hormone, it does not let leptin work properly, which is the hormone that tells you that you're full. And then it keeps grilling high, which is the hormone of hunger. So this is why, my friends, when we are used to eating high sugar and refined flours and these like um, high-carbohydrate foods, we feel like we're always hungry. Like we just eat something and we're hungry like half an hour later or the hunger never stops. That is why. And eating protein at every meal can reduce grilling and promote satiety. So that's why the importance of including a protein source in every meal. And I would add to that too, adding a, a fat source as well, because... Fats are going also going to keep you full for longer periods of time, okay? The fourth hormone I want to talk about is cortisol. Cortisol is called the stress hormone. It's the fight-or-flight hormone, and it's produced by the adrenal glands, and it's released when your body senses stress. It's very important for survival. Again, it's the fight-or-flight hormone and it's a hormone that has kept us alive as a species for so long. But when you have chronically elevated levels of cortisol and chronically means like, like it's elevated for longer periods of time instead of short bursts as we need it during stress, if it remains elevated, it can lead to overeating and weight gain. And that's why, my friends, we need to take time throughout the day to like zone out relaxing techniques, like meditating, praying, listening to music, maybe dancing. This is when exercise comes in handy too. And then also to try to sleep between an average of seven to eight hours uh, per day on average on a week, because it keeps those cortisol levels down because when they are kept up, Again, it does not help us lose weight. And then I want to talk briefly about uh, another hormone called neuropeptide Y, NPY, and it's produced by the brain and the nervous system, and it stimulates appetite, and it stimulates appetite particularly for carbohydrates, and it's highest during periods of fasting or food deprivation. So again... I'm just mentioning this because sometimes we want to do extreme measures to lose weight quickly, but then your body is going to react against that and you're going to have more hunger and more craving, particularly for carbohydrates. And this neuropeptide Y, NPY, it's also elevated during times of stress, which can also lead to overeating. So we can see how stress also does not help us to lose weight. And you're going to argue, but I have a stress life. Yes, that's fine. But keep this in mind. If you want to lose weight to make it easier on you, just take five minutes per day or throughout like five minutes per hour or every two hours throughout your day to consciously like zone out, like take a break, even like maybe in your bathroom break, just take an extra minute there and just, you know, close your eyes, just if you're into meditation, meditate five minutes it, um if you listen to music, just put one song usually songs last like three to four minutes, and just kind of like so now to a zone that um to a song that you like, pray, just do something to kind of like cool you um down you know kind of like bring the stress level down and again sleeping, try to sleep seven to ten seven to eight hours on average per day in a week. So knowing this is powerful because let's say whenever I plan for ice cream, which is one of the foods that I love, that really doesn't help me to maintain my goals that I want, my fitness goals, but I love it. So like I told you last time, I'm going to include it in my plan. But knowing what I know now, if eating ice cream is going to increase my insulin level, so it's it's going to promote fat storage. It's going to inhibit my leptin. So I'm not going to be able to tell that I'm full and it's going to keep my grelling, my hunger hormone up. Then when I go, and eat my ice cream. This is how I do it in order to prepare myself for success and to make it easier on myself, because if I don't prepare myself, I'm going to eat the ice cream. I'm going to be hungry. I'm going to be having more cravings for more sweets. And that's just to make it fun. Right. And again, like I told you, eating plenty of protein is going to help you um, optimize ghrelin levels too. It's going to help you reduce that hunger. So this is what I do. For example, let's say I'm going to plan for my ice cream for lunchtime. Usually that's what I do. I plan it like I run lunchtime. I have a super high protein breakfast. I have eggs, X, Y, I put in some veggies. I put some healthy fats. Fats are going to help me to tell my body that I have eaten enough and it's going to reduce hunger. So let's say I make me some eggs with maybe some avocado, some cheese, you know me, I'm going to put cheese in there and some spinach just to have some green there. I love that. I'm going to drink plenty of water. Okay, because when we're dehydrated, our body's going to be having more cravings and it's going to we're gonna be crankier. So I drink plenty of water. I have a full, nice breakfast with lots of proteins and some fats added to it as well. I'm gonna drink plenty of water. And then right before I have my ice cream, I have another beautiful meal. Let's say I have in my lunch, like um, some protein Again, I may have some salmon, some chicken. I may have even a steak with some veggies. Like salmons and meats, if you are not vegetarian, it provides amazing um fats to your diet, particularly salmon, those omega three that helps us reduce insulin levels actually, so I eat my salmon or my meat or my whatever protein I'm doing with veggies, lots of veggies, and that way, and then I have my ice cream, and I enjoy it completely, fully. And then I have it. I have a drink of water. And then I know, I tell myself, Chris, you know, that later tonight for dinner, you may be a little bit hungrier because of the ice cream. And that's okay. We're enjoying this ice cream. We're making it fun. But you just know that you're going to be a little bit hungrier. So I pray for that. Then I also plan for a really nice dinner, lots of water. And then I just I've enjoyed my ice cream. I didn't make it harder myself by not eating or starving. Oh, I'm going to have ice cream. I'm just not going to eat for the rest of the day, right? Because then I'm throwing myself in for some torture for some overeating. So keeping this in mind is going to help. Keeping this in mind is going to help you. Also, it's going to help what I told you to know that stress is going to make you hungrier and it's not going to help you lose weight. You're going to be more prone to overeat because of the cortisol levels that are going to be high and the neuropeptide Y levels. And that happened to me the other day. The other day I was, you know, I pretty much eat the same thing every day because it's easier for me. I love the foods that I eat. It's easy. It's simple. It's convenient. And the other day I was like, I am so hungry. Like I was just so hungry. I had drunk, I was drinking all the water that I usually drink. I had eaten my meals And I was just kind of like, you know, we don't like to, usually we don't like to feel hungry. And when we feel hungry, it's such a primal sensation that our body thinks like, we're going to die. We're going to starve to death. So I was just really getting frustrated with it. And then I'm like, let me see. Have I drinking my water? Yes. Have my meals have been with protein and fats and, you know, low income, low in simple sugars? Yes. How's been my sleep? Oh, I remember that that week my kids had been sick. So I had been sleeping maybe five to six hours per day. One night I slept like three hours. So that helped me. Oh, okay. I have I'm feeling a lot of hunger. It's because, you know, probably my cortisol level is up, my neuropeptide Y NPY levels are up. Okay, that's why. And then just normalizing the hunger and knowing that it's not an emergency or now we're not going to die releases that tension. And then I'm like, oh, OK, and then I can decide from a better place if I just want to add more food to that day or just wait to the next day. But just telling myself, no, we've got you, we're going to be OK. Just like and releases that tension of just going crazy and going for the pantry, grabbing a bag of chips or, you know, thinking that something has gone terribly wrong right? That we're going to die because that's literally what the brain is thinking in that moment. So I hope this was very helpful for you as it is for me to know these things. And from this knowledge, right, we can understand why removing flowers and sugars from our diet is going to set us up for success, particularly If you have trouble identifying when you are hungry, when you're full, or if you feel like you're craving a lot of sugar, it's probably because you may have a little bit of resistance to insulin, a little bit of resistance to leptin. And again, I don't do this forever, like in my clients, but sometimes it's just worth, just to make it again, easier on yourself. Just to go through a period of no sugars, no flowers. And again, this is not like a keto diet, nothing like that. This is, you're going to be eating fruits and vegetables, like everything. I promote everything from the ground, like nothing processed. You're going to be eating your beans, your rice, your oats, fruits, meats, vegetables, all of that, but just avoiding flowers. And of course, high sugary foods like Um, like sodas, juices, uh, anything that contains sugar or flowers, for a brief period of time, I would recommend to do like six weeks of that. And you're going to notice the difference. You're going to notice your hunger levels are going to calm down. You're going to notice that you're going to be able to tell uh, with more clarity if you're full or not. Because your hormones are going to be leveling out and they're going to start working as they should. Okay, I hope this made sense. And if you have any questions about this, just feel free to send them my way. And I will be um, very happy to answer them. And if this was helpful, please share with somebody. Again, go ahead and give a review, give a rating, subscribe to the podcast. And I'm looking forward to doing an episode answering your questions. So feel free to send them my way. Again, I hope this was helpful. And I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission for you to lose weight in a way that's easy, simple, and delicious. And I think having this knowledge of what's going on inside our bodies when we eat certain foods, it's so powerful, my friends. So again, I hope this was helpful and I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. If you found this to be helpful, please rank it and leave a review because by doing so, you make it easier for others to find it. Also, if you would like to find out how to work with me and be part of our multilingual and multicultural community, make sure you visit my website. Chris there is a free planning guide waiting for you there as well.